0: Funds are delivered to restore sections of the Delaware River damaged by a 2004 oil spill. The rules change for sewage discharge in the Florida Keys National Marine Sanctuary. And the Smithsonian launches a new ocean portal. Those stories are coming up. It's Thursday, December 9, 2010, and this is Making Waves from NOAA's National Ocean Service. Back in November 2004, a large cargo vessel named the Athos-1 struck a submerged anchor while preparing to dock in Palsboro, New Jersey. The anchor punctured the hull, spilling nearly 265,000 gallons of crude oil into the Delaware River. The accident led to the oiling of more than 280 miles of shoreline, it shut down parts of the river to recreational use, and as you might imagine, it had a big impact on area habitats, aquatic organisms, birds, and other wildlife. Now after an oil spill or hazardous substance release, agencies like the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency or the U.S. Coast Guard respond immediately to clean up the substance and eliminate or reduce risk to human health and the environment. But these efforts may not fully restore injured natural resources or address their lost uses by the public. That's why the Oil Pollution Act mandates that NOAA and its state and federal partners evaluate the loss of natural resources and restore the shoreline and habitat to conditions that would have existed before a given spill in the case of the athos NOAA, the u.s fish and wildlife service and the states of pennsylvania new jersey and delaware released a proposed restoration plan back in 2009 to repair and improve shoreline and habitats of the river the parts that were damaged by the release of the oil Now that plan listed 10 suggested projects and it underwent a lengthy public review process now the next stage of the restoration process is about to begin Federal and state agencies recently received $27.5 million from the U.S. Coast Guard Oil Spill Liability Trust Fund to restore conditions in the river. These projects will benefit coastal communities and economies by improving regional habitat, by providing green jobs during construction, and by creating new opportunities to enjoy the river and its native wildlife. Check our show notes for a link to get more details about the Delaware River Restoration Project from NOAA's Damage Assessment Remediation and Restoration Program. A new NOAA rule is set to take effect on December 27th that will prohibit boaters from discharging or depositing sewage into all waters of the Florida Keys National Marine Sanctuary. The rule also requires that vessel marine sanitation devices are secured to prevent discharges within the sanctuary boundaries. Vessel sewage discharge has been prohibited in state waters of the sanctuary since its designation as a no-discharge zone by the Environmental Protection Agency in 2002. And under the new rule, now both state and federal sanctuary waters will be protected from potentially harmful vessel sewage discharge. The reason this is necessary is that current marine sanitation treatment devices don't kill all viruses found in wastewater, and they don't remove nutrients like phosphorus and nitrogen. This new rule prohibiting discharges and requiring the devices to be secured will help prevent these pollutants from entering the sanctuary in the first place. And the reason the nutrients like phosphorus and nitrogen are bad is that excessive amounts of nutrients can harm coral reef ecosystems by degrading water quality and stimulating the rapid growth of aquatic plants and algae, which in turn smother and kill live coral. If you'd like to read the details of the new rule, check our show notes for the link. And we'll also, of course, have a link to the Florida Keys National Marine Sanctuary. And finally today, we want to make sure you know about the new Smithsonian Ocean Portal. It's a fantastic place to visit. It's full of dynamic multimedia content designed to engage young adults, ocean enthusiasts, and middle school teachers and their students in ocean science, education, and conservation. NOAA played a big role in contributing to the development of the portal and continues to be a major contributor to the site. And the launch of the portal is the last of three components that comprise the NOAA-Smithsonian Ocean Initiative Partnership. The other two parts of that partnership are the Sant Ocean Hall in the National Museum of Natural History, and a more cross-cutting marine science program, also at the National Museum. So go check out the site for yourself, it's at ocean.si.edu. And that's it for today. It's a short one. And that's the end of the final Making Waves podcast for 2009. We're going to take a brief holiday break. We'll be back in the new year. Don't forget that you can get links for all of our stories we discussed today in our show notes at oceanservice.noaa.gov. And that's also where you head if you have any questions about this week's podcast, about the National Ocean Service, or about our ocean. And you can also send us an email if you want at nos.info at noahgovernor we We'd love to hear from you. Now let's bring in the ocean. This is Making Waves from NOAA's National Ocean Service. We'll be back in 2011.